This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome to Daily Drive for Monday, July 10th, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News in Detroit. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, the UAW calls for less stringent emissions rules. Renault's chairman warns of a coming Chinese storm. And the Detroit Auto Show gets a helping hand. Plus, we'll talk about how auto dealers are starting to deploy ChatGPT in their operations. There are many descriptions, but it's basically a chatbot on steroids. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. The UAW has called on the Biden administration to soften its proposed vehicle emissions cuts that would require 67% of new vehicles to be electric by 2032. The UAW, which represents workers at General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler parent Stellantis, said the Environmental Protection Agency's proposed standards should be revised to, quote, better reflect the feasibility of compliance so that the projected adoption of zero-emission vehicles is set to feasible levels, increases stringency more gradually, and occurs over a greater period of time. The letter echoes the sentiments of a group representing major automakers, including the Detroit Three. It called for significantly softening requirements, calling the EPA proposal neither reasonable nor achievable. Even before the EPA letter, the Biden administration knew it had work to do on the UAW front. To that end, Gene Sperling, a Michigan native who led the National Economic Council under Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, has been tapped to smooth contract talks set to begin soon between the UAW and the three automakers that use the same economic pattern. UAW contracts with General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis are set to expire September 14th. Negotiations are expected to begin soon, though no formal handshake ceremonies have been scheduled to denote an official start. Analysts say that one or more strikes are expected in the coming negotiations as new UAW President Sean Fain has ramped up combative rhetoric in his campaign and since his election, which was the first in decades based on the direct votes of members. The union hasn't endorsed Biden for re-election, citing his electric vehicle policies. A Chinese storm is looming over Europe's growing electric vehicle sector, Renault chairman Jean-Dominique Senard said. His central concern? Asia's superpower dominates key raw materials to make batteries for zero-emission cars. China's recent decision to restrict exports of two metals, gallium and germanium, used in semiconductors and EVs, should raise red flags for European leaders as it shows the continent's over-reliance on China and the need to build a costly supply chain, Senard said. Here's his quote. When I talk about a Chinese storm, I'm talking about the strong pressure today related to Chinese vehicle imports into Europe, he said. While European automakers are capable of producing EVs, he added, quote, we are fighting to ensure the safety of our supplies. China is the dominant global producer of gallium and germanium, accounting for 94% of the world's gallium production. That's according to the UK Critical Minerals Intelligence Center. And the Detroit Auto Show, which has struggled in its transition to a more consumer-oriented show, is getting a hand again from the state of Michigan. The state is granting $8 million to the event set for mid-September. 
Rod Alberts, executive director of the Detroit Auto Dealers Association, which puts on the show, said the grant will help with, quote, reimagining it. Last year, the first time the Detroit show was held in September instead of January, it received a $9 million grant from the state. Public attendance figures were not disclosed. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, the Detroit Auto Show receiving a million dollars less this year than last from state government. Does this show declining confidence? I think that's fair. You know, there's certainly a lot less of the pandemic federal surplus uh, lying around that the state can deploy for, you know, key events that they want to support. Maybe an argument can be made that they're giving less because less is needed. What we've seen so far probably is going to be a similar show to last year's, maybe a little smaller with Subaru dropping out. Uh, But at least they'll have, you know, a good $8 million is a good start if you're trying to throw a party for the city of Detroit. And uh, it's better than nothing. Interesting. Coming up, reporter Mark Homer explains how auto dealers are testing the waters with chat GPT. That's next on Daily Drive. Your service check-in process sets the tone for your customer's entire visit. Do your customers wait longer than five minutes to check in for service? Are your advisors presenting upsells to every customer every time? How often is the opportunity for a trade appraisal missed? When your service drive gets busy, these inefficiencies directly impact revenue. Give your customers the option to handle the entire check-in process themselves, from appointment scheduling through final confirmation in under two minutes. Customers have the experience they want while selling themselves, which means your advisors are freed up to focus on profit-producing activities. It's a win-win for CSI and your revenue. Introducing a smarter service lane, GoMoto is the self-service kiosk designed to grow your business. If you're ready to start increasing revenue, improving the customer experience, and maximizing service efficiency today, visit GoMoto.com. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. ChatGPT has brought artificial intelligence to the business world with its speedy production of natural-sounding language and apparent communication skills. In light of some of the technology's missteps, inaccuracies, and inappropriate communications, companies are moving cautiously. But auto dealerships and the operating systems that help them function are finding that it has potential to help improve communications with customers and with employees or potential employees. Retail technology reporter Mark Holmer explored these early uses of ChatGPT on the front page of this week's edition of Automotive News, and I reached him in Berlin to talk about it. Mark Holmer, welcome to Daily Drive. Thank you. It's great to be here. Briefly, for the folks who haven't tried it out, what is ChatGPT? There are many descriptions, but it's basically a chat bot on steroids. It's users of, of platforms when they buy things have seen chatbots ask basic questions, but this takes it to a whole new level and creates the ability for a conversation. Like you're talking to a real person and it could come back with apparently thoughtful answers. <laughs> so how are dealerships using this technology? For now, they're they're dabbling. They're testing it to uh, automate correspondence, like sales people who want to write a potential sales or a potential client about something that's happening or asking them about their needs. Uh, they often do form letters, for example, but they're very basic and not necessarily with much flourish. So 
chat GPT can add flair. It can be more personalized. Uh, it can also have a lot more detail. Uh, one dealership manager I spoke to also spoke about writing uh, job postings and um, something that can have a lot more of an elegant description of what the job is. Uh, it can measure things like customer sentiment. It can uh, identify sales leads. They're, they're just testing here and there and everywhere. Um, my experience was that, you know, it, there's a, a lot of limitations, but for some of the really basic things, it can be really helpful. Like you said, if it's a, at least getting you started on a job description, getting you a good rough draft of a memo you might want to send. Uh, it, it is, but but along with that, technology companies that sell platforms that complement uh, dealership management systems, um, they're also adding chat GPT to uh, try to use it for back office functions like human resources and processing. So it's not just like the sales office. They're trying to test it or pitch it in different parts of the dealership system. So sometimes they use it directly, create an account on ChatGPT, and other times it's just built into the operating systems that they use to run the business. That's correct. That's pretty cool. Is there a particular usage or instance that really stands out to you? One of the things that's compelling to me, uh, one uh, dealership uh, general management manager, uh, he felt that it was an important thing to, to help salespeople with English and with grammar and with, with the fact that it was, it's the idea that using, not using it rather to, um, to communicate with potential sales that you could lose something because not everyone is elegant with language. Uh, not everyone knows how to communicate in an email in a way that might convince somebody to make a sale. So to use this as a tool, it circumvents things that everybody has every day in terms of issues with grammar, you know, and just different ways to communicate. The other thing is that chat GPT learns. Now, not all these things are smooth. Uh, there can be blips in the system. Uh, one uh, technology uh, executives told me a, a story about a one dealership that was testing this uh, through another tech company, and it recommended a rival <laughs> yeah, and that's obviously not something you want to do when you're trying to sell your own cars. But identifying the glitch is good, and then you can teach it to do better. Yeah, we heard about when it first was introduced in, in the general population, we heard about some somewhat distressing malfunctions, the bot encouraging a user to leave their spouse and such. I mean, recommending a competing brand's car is just about as bad in the business oh. world. I, I agree, and uh, but um, it's important to remember these te technolo all technology has glitches when it starts, and chat is no different. And the fact that it learns from its mistakes is significant. Um, so it's not the mistake, but it's what it does afterwards. Uh, and if it learns from that, that's pretty incredible. So speaking of learning, you know, Chad GPT, one of the limitations of it, at least for regular. Uh, consumer users, is that it It kind of stopped learning uh, as of September 2021. It's like it read everything that was on the internet through that time. Uh, but if you're trying to sell, you know, 2023 and 2024 model year vehicles, uh, it might not be able to answer those questions. It certainly can't in, the, in its original form. Are automakers or dealers and uh, brands, are they working through this, trying to educate it on their model lines? I, I think there's some of that in play, but it's also important to realize a couple of other things. 
a chat GPT update. So there are new models. There was a when when this this became really huge last fall. I think it was version three point five, and now it's version four. And uh, a dealership I spoke to started out with the one and and then upgraded to the other. It was just starting to test it. So if you consider the idea that it's maybe like an iPhone that you keep getting software upgrades. Um, that's part of the equation. Uh, the other thing, I spoke to a, another dealer who also runs a tech company that he created yeah, that added some chat and GPT components. And he brought up an amazing point, I thought, is that chat GPT in and of itself isn't a catch-all. That and other generative AI, which is similar technology, I think for it to be more successful, and, and while lasting, it's going to have to be customized because on its own, on its generic form, it, it can do a lot of things. But, you know, the auto industry has unique things to um, cons- to consider, including, you know, things like inventory and, and precise model descriptions and all of that. And so for dealerships to adopt it, those factors. Yeah. You know, it learns so fast. And I mean, the auto industry is a big target. seems like one that would be, they could get a, you could get a return on investment in extra programming and, and training of, of the bots. Is there going to be a, a sales bot? Is a generative AI conversational bot going to be able to replace salespeople in a, in a few years? Let me backtrack slightly. I think it's a possibility that it could replace jobs. But it won't replace salespeople because it becomes more of a tool to help them get their jobs better. And it's about giving them such a good tool that they can be trained to do what they do better because it could help them with correspondence, with identifying sales leads, with identifying you know model issues or model opportunities that they can promote to their customers. Um, if this tool can be developed to work as well as as people think it could, then, that they can focus on on customer interaction and be more personal in person, and it becomes something to complement. Mark Holmer covers retail technology for Automotive News. Thanks again for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Callan Walker. Thanks to Kurt Nagel and David Eggert of Crane's Detroit Business, a sibling publication of Automotive News, for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on the UAW, auto shows, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a discussion about Lordstown Motors bankruptcy filing and what it says about Foxconn. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.